Blog Talk Radio. Listening to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on BlogTalkRadio.com, starring Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic. Hey everyone, I'm Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic. I can hear animals telepathically for a living now, as well as those who have crossed over. I dedicate this show to teaching you and your animals how to understand each other better. Log on to thePetPsychic.com for all things animal communication. That's thePetPsychic.com. And you can call in right now at 917-889-2693. That's 889-2693. Sorry, 917-889-2693. And join us in the chat room. It's open. Go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash petpsychicradio. Like our page and also post your pictures of your animals on the wall, not on in the messages because we miss those sometimes. So if you can post them on the wall, then we can look at it. And everyone can look at it while we talk to your animal. So if you can do that, that would be great. If not, we can still talk to your animal. Uh, welcome to the show. Hey, Laura, how are you? I'm great. How's it going? Good. So tell us about um, Seymora. How many more weeks is it? Oh, so sweet little Seymora, you know, and my parent, my bloom gold parrot who broke her leg. She was going to have her... She had the pin removed from her leg, which was, like, unbelievable. It was, like, there's a long pin inside her leg. She had that removed, like, two weeks ago. And then she needed to have the um, the support system, which is this other iron pin that's drilled into her leg in two places. Um, she needed that for another week. And so we last Monday... I was singing to her, telling her that she was getting the cone off, that she was going to get the pin out, the iron leg off, and she was going to be good. And uh, the doctor said that a part of the bone has not healed yet, and she needs another two more weeks. That that on that side, the bone is chipped, and it needs to form around the bone. And she's just in so much pain. But I have to tell you this. This is the most amazing thing to me. You know, I'm like, I studied Reiki when I was younger, like in my 20s and became a Reiki master. And I I like believe in energy work and everything. But it's one of those things where sometimes, like, I'm a skeptic. Like, like, yeah, really, like, you know, like I can (laughs) heal with my hands, you know. Right, yeah. You know, like, really. And, I mean, I've seen it work, but still, I'm like, really? And um, and there are days when Timora is, like, so pathetic. She's, like, in, like, so much pain. And she just puts her head up against the wall, and she just lifts up her leg, and she just, like, sits there for hours. It's, like, so sad and depressing. And I'll, like, in desperation, put it out on Pet Psychic Radio and be, like, on our Facebook page and, like, please pray for Timora. Mm-hmm. And it is seriously remarkable to me how people will start writing in, like, about, like, what to say to Seymour. They'll be like, just a couple of days, Seymour. Like, you're a real trooper, Seymour. And they'll just write about her. She gets noticeably better. Like, Aww. she will lift up her head. She'll start sort of hobbling around. Her eyes will be opened more. She looks happier. It, it really is like the power of prayer or the mm-hmm. power of like sending good thoughts or energy or vibes out to her has, is really helping. So Can we ask her what she, how she feels or what she's thinking right now? Sure. Timora, honey, and so she, well, I put her outside today. So, Timora, mm-hmm. honey, what are you, well, how are you thinking? What are you thinking about everything? She says she's feeling really sad because I feel like I can't move at all. I feel really depressed that my life has come to this. My leg doesn't feel like it's getting better. 
She said it actually feels worse as the days go on. See, Maura, when I put out your picture on Facebook and ask people to pray for you, what do you think about that? Because I notice how much better you get. Like, do you notice that people are praying for you and people are thinking and talking to you? She says she notices that people have love for me. Mm-hmm. And she said that it makes her body feel, feel full up with energy. And it gives me something to think about. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Which is really, what's kind of neat, too, is that she's making, she's, I don't know if you guys all can hear her now, but she's making little arr, 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 <laughs> noises like she's talking. I can't hear it, but she's outside doing that. Yeah, she's outside doing it. That's so funny. Oh, well, you know what? We're going to keep doing that. Right, everyone? Go on our page and, like, keep sending her, you know, good vibes, prayers, uh, positive energy, and uh, words of encouragement for Seymour to get through these next few weeks because she is going to get better. Right? It works. It really works. Amazingly. It works. That's amazing. Well, we will keep doing it. We're going to do our job. We're going to keep doing it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's let's get to our calls. Um, We don't have Kendra and Deanna today, so we're going to just go through it blindly. Um, I do, however, know that the first caller that we have, so we're going to take Eleanor, who has uh, would like to share a story about her dog that she has rescued or fostered right now. So, Eleanor, um, welcome to the show, and tell us a little bit about the dog that you're currently fostering. Oh, hi. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Oh, oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, thank you. Wait, hold on. Let me... Um, okay, so um, he's with me right now. He is a bull terrier. Um, he's um, got a great personality in every way, um, but I didn't, I didn't actually realize when I adopted him that he was a bull terrier, and... Um, I know that when um, I hear the word terrier, flags go up for me because I know that terriers are notorious for um, chasing cats. And um, I have two cats at home, and my criteria for adopting a dog was to make sure I had a dog that doesn't, um, uh, you know, attack my cats. And um, I brought him home last night, and like I said, he's just a great dog, but he has already exhibited... um, far too much interest in them. He's um, growled, he's chased, and um, I am crating him. I created him at night. He was really, really good. Um, I have one, one of my two cats is really brave and stays in the room with him, um, and um, they've been interacting. Um, it's all good when my, this older cat stays still, but as soon as he jumps up or moves down or goes somewhere, um, uh, Gilligan, the dog, uh, his flags all go up. And um, he becomes, again, uh, you know, I'm really, it's very tense. (laughs) I guess I feel very tense about it. Mm. And so is your, do you want to, are you fostering him? Are you going to, or do you want, are you wanting to, like, adopt him permanently? Well, I wanted to adopt him permanently. Um, And, um, I mean, pet adoption shelter is a no-kill shelter, and they will take him back. Um, but I didn't okay. leave with the notion of fostering. Mm. Okay, well, that's great that you have an option of bringing him back to a no-kill place because, um, you know, my belief system is, is that you're going to have a dog for 13 to 15, 18 years, and it's really important that it's a good fit for everyone in the family. And sometimes animals come to us for a short period of time to learn something, and when you bring them back to the shelter, they've learned something that they can then take on to their next family. So um, I would never feel guilty about needing to bring him back to a no-kill shelter that's going to um, be committed to finding him a good home. Mm-hmm. But also I have to say that I used to have a very aggressive wolf hybrid that wanted to kill my two cats. And she would, like, I'd tie her to the coffee table, and she would drag the coffee table across the room, like, literally wanting to shred them. 
And uh-huh. um, she became such good friends with my cats that she could lie with them, and also my bunny could sit on her back. So um, it's my belief that you can train any dog to be friendly with cats. They just need to learn that experience. And so let's talk to Gilligan about does he want to live with cats? Um, okay. Do want to learn how to do that? And is he committed to sort of learning that? Gilligan is seven years old. Okay. He's not a he's uh, not a young dog. He's a uh, you know middle aged. <laughs> yeah, I still think that they can do it. I mean, if he hasn't, I mean, if he's been a cat killer, then that's a different story. But if he's just seven years old and has never had been exposed to cats, sometimes they look like possums and they just don't realize that they're like can be actually be members of the family. But sometimes age is is good because they have maturity to them and they come come around quicker. So I wouldn't necessarily say that you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But let's ask Gilligan sort of like what he thinks. Okay. Okay. Um, He's right here. He's right here. Okay. <laughs> and so Great. is my older cat. Yeah. They're both right here. Um, uh, so. <laughs> Good. And we're going to tell Gilligan about cats too, that cats move really quick. Sometimes they look like rodents, but it's not okay to chase them. Chasing them is very, very bad. It makes everyone feel unsafe. He said he actually would like a friend. He says sometimes he chases small dogs, too. I kind of like to chase all small things. He said it's really exciting. Gilligan, honey, but the kitties are, are part of the family. They're very, very close to your mom. And if you don't get along with those cats, you cannot stay in that home. It's a very, very clear. You need to lick and yawn and blink your eyes and talk to them. And when you see them run, you need to make sure that you stop yourself and that you remain calm. Otherwise, you cannot stay in that home. The cats come first. Your mom has had them for much longer. So you have to be... He says he kind of likes the idea of get, having treats for being good. <laughs> he says he used to love treat training. And I learn really fast. He says, what, is, what does he do when he starts to salivate? Uh, when you start to salivate, maybe what you should do is ch- see if you can change the subject in your mind. So if you see the cat and you start to salivate, Blink your eyes, lick, yawn, stretch, and think about something else. You could turn to your mom. Should I think about walking up a mountain? Sure, you can think about walking up a mountain. That's a good thing to think about. I kind of want to stay here. It's hard when they run. When anything runs, he wants to go after it. So he's saying he has that issue with small dogs, too. Is that anything you've heard about? Uh, No, I didn't hear that. Um, I haven't observed um, him with small dogs yet, though, personally. Mm -hmm. In the um, adoption center, he seemed um, quite immune to um, small dogs barking at him, but everybody was barking at him in that environment. That's so, still you know. good, though. It's still good. I mean, sometimes they're so overwhelmed. But maybe there's a part of him that wants to play, too, but he's just a little bit unsure. So maybe the chase isn't necessarily chase and kill. But it could be play and excitement. And, you know, you really don't see the dog you're going to have until five to eight months after you have them, especially when they've had a, been in a stressful situation beforehand. So it's going to take some time for him to, you know, I wouldn't make any decisions for it. We least a couple of weeks and see how he does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He says he wants to learn. He wants so to learn. To me, he actually sounds like a pretty Eleanor. To me, he sounds like an actually pretty stable dog. Like he said, mm-hmm. and it, one of the things that I really liked about what he said is that he likes treat training. A lot of dogs have never had that experience of ever being trained with treats. They've only had harsh methods. So the fact that he has had that experience is a really good sign, which means he has um, he has, has the past of sort of learning in a positive way and 
Um, the process of learning has been fun for him in the past, and not all dogs have had that experience. Um, uh-huh. So that's really positive, too. So I would be marking all good behaviors and marking all those calming signals, which are licking, yawning, blinking the eyes. And anytime you see him close his mouth and stare, you want to see if you can redirect him and get him to blink his eyes and look away and then praise him for that. Okay. okay. Yeah, let us know how he does. Yeah, call us back. Thank you so much. Thank you, Eleanor. Yeah, that's like, I think that is a lot to do, the training. And um, I think maybe, I don't know if it was you or one of the trainers I've worked with before, but when you first get the dog, you just leave him on the leash, right? When you bring him around the cat. Yeah. I did that with Fenway. Oh, you did? Uh-huh. I did that with Fenway, but then he he wasn't, like, doing anything, really. Like, he was curious, but he didn't attack. I mean, Rose is really good about setting her boundaries, so it seemed like, it. you know, they they were fine. But he hadn't lived with cats or had experience with cats before. And authors like to chase, too. Yeah. I mean, he gets, I mean, every time she jumps off the bed, he's, like, you have to go in and see what she's doing. But he doesn't chase her, you know. <laughs> yeah, this little dog, he's sounds like a nice dog. Yeah, I feel like that they could do it if she can stick to the training and, mm-hmm. you know, create that positive environment for him. He's going to come through it. I think so, too. He's so handsome. I have his picture. They emailed to me. He's so cute. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I have to look at it later. We should post it on our sh- our page later. We should. I'll do yes. that. Okay. Okay, so um, okay. for all of our callers, uh, we are going to be calling out your last five digits, which I already see a problem with that because the first two calls that I see have the same last four digits but totally different phone numbers. Oh, how weird is that? Isn't that weird? That is totally weird. And they're lined up right next to each other. Yeah, they're right. Exactly. That's why I just noticed that when I said it. Anyhow, I'll call out your, um, if there is a duplicate, I'll call out your area code as well. (laughs) And uh, you're going to tell us about, as soon as you get on, you just need to tell us your name, your pet's name, what kind of animal it is, how old, and a description, and then just tell us a real quick, concise question about what you want to know about. And, and if uh, the animal's dead or alive. Oh, yes, if the animal's dead or alive on our show, that's really important. <laughs> all right. And, uh, yeah, we got to keep it short because we want to get through all the calls today. So that is our goal. We want to talk to everybody and give everybody a chance. So if you can just keep it short, greatly appreciate um, our first call we're going to get to is area code 719, and the last four-digit is 1898. Tell us who is your animal, what is your name, description of animal, and so forth. Go ahead. Hi. Um, I'm Alicia. I've called in before, um, and my cat is Lucy. She's alive. Um, <laughs> but she's got a really upset stomach and I don't, or intestines. We just went to the vet yesterday, and she's not doing so good. Um, I posted a picture of her on Facebook. She's really cute. <laughs> she's a tabby. Um, she's got white and black. And, um, and what, what did you say her name is? Lucy. I put it on Luke. Facebook. Yeah, her name's Lucy. She's got bright green eyes. And I put it on fa- a photo on Facebook. Her... But you didn't write. But you didn't write Lucy next to her name next to her, right? No, I did you write? <laughs> I wrote Chilatin. Okay, okay, yeah, I see her. I see her. Great. Okay. And so, oh, wow, she's so beautiful. And so, we want to ask her how her stomach is feeling. Yeah, she's been um, throwing up, and she's uh, had some diarrhea the other day. She had um, blood in her stool, uh, oh. but today she had a solid piece of stick. <laughs> <laughs> so she's I don't know if it was sick, did you say? Yeah, she we I have a um I have plants in around my house and I thought maybe she must have eaten something and cuz it came out today. Mm. 
Okay, let's ask her how she's feeling. Okay. She says she doesn't feel very well still. She said her stomach is still doing that pumping thing. Oh. And she says and sometimes she's getting a little chilly inside of her. It's not a good feeling. Honey, did you eat like a bad plant for you, do you think? I don't think you should eat those plants. You know how you threw up that stick? Do you think you got sick after eating the plant or did you eat the plant because you were getting sick? She says that she eats a lot of things because she feels like she needs something to help her poop. Okay. She says her her poop is really hard sometimes. So so one of the things you want to think about is, like, if she's feeling like she's having a hard time digesting, right? So I think about foods. You want to make sure that she's on a grain-free, high-quality diet. And um, she is... Yes, and I, I talked to the vet yesterday. The vet thought she might have um, irritable bowel because um, everything has chicken in it. So I thought maybe I'll try tuna or salmon from a can because I didn't know what else to do. And um, I tried raw food in the past, and it, it just didn't work. So she, didn't, she didn't eat it. She didn't like it. She didn't go near it. Um, so I'm, I have her on kibble, and I have her on uh, – and I just – Yesterday, I gave her some salmon out of a can, and she ate that okay. But this morning, when I tried to give her more with probiotics in it, she threw it up. So I was told that fish is hard on their stomach. Okay. Um, So I kind of always just keep that in mind. Um, It's true about some of the chickens, that the chicken, that more and more animals are getting more allergic to chicken, and I think that's when the chickens are not free range and um, and well fed and have no um, when they have uh, antibiotics and hormones in them. So finding a food with like organic chicken might might help or like a chicken with no antibiotics. Um, you might want to think about getting her adjusted by a chiropractor too, just to make sure she's not out of alignment. Because sometimes when they're out of alignment, it can affect their digestion. Um, and with the, as it goes with raw food, a lot of the animals, it takes time to switch them over because our commercial pet food sometimes has sugar in it and it, it's just not the highest quality food. So we, oftentimes you have to mix it. It took me two months to get my guys to eat the freeze-dried raw, which is the Primal or the Stella and Chewies. Um, so that's something that you could think, think about doing is mixing uh, her old food in with the new food. Um, and that's primal and stella and chewy. The other thing that I have seen to be very, very successful with irritable bowel is, is colostrum. And you can Google colostrum for IBS or colostrum for cats and read about it. Um, but it's been, very, it's been proven to be very helpful. And my cat has a capsule in the morning and at night, and she doesn't have any issues anymore. And is colostrum something they sell at a pet store or at a I get it from the health food store. Food. I actually get it online, okay. but you can buy it at the health food store. Um, yeah, for people. Okay. So your mom's going to try some other things for you, okay? Maybe maybe you can get her adjusted and, and change her food because she is sort of saying that she's – it's like she's not getting enough nutrition, like enough good enough nutrition. It feels like um, she has the stomach ache, the same stomach ache that I get when I eat pasta. So it's like kind of feeling like a bloated oh. stomach ache. Oh, okay. Um, the good thing about it is not really burning her. The stomach is not really burning. It's more like a bloated, uncomfortable feeling. Okay. I do have yeah, It sounds like her. she has like an allergy. Yeah. yeah, it could be that too, huh? Or she yeah. could just need an alignment. There are so many things. Yeah, I know. I guess you have to just do one at a time and just kind of or try them and see which what works. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I thank you so much, Laura, and I actually got a quick chance to meet you at the um, convention in L.A., but I was too shy to introduce myself. <laughs> I just wanted oh, to. Oh, thank you, Lisa. <laughs> 
So I thank you so much for what you do, and I really appreciate um, just your voice and, and your encouragement. I, and so does Lucy. <laughs> thank you so much for calling in. Well, thank you. Oh. <laughs> she's so beautiful. She's so beautiful. I mean, look at those eyes. I know. And I, lo- I thought it was just the light, but she said she had green eyes. I know. And I like this chillaxin. <laughs> okay, we're getting to the next one eight nine eight uh with the area code of five one oh and like I told all the other callers, just to remind you, one question, tell us about your animal. Who are they? What's their name? Go ahead, you're on. Hello, it's Josephine and I'm here with Virgil, the Basset Hound. Hi, <laughs> Hi Josephine. Hi Laura. you and Virgil. We're so doing tell well. me what... Go ahead. Go ahead. He's doing what? What would you like to talk to him about? Well, he's, uh, let's see, well, he's eight months old. He was, a couple things, he was housebroken just when we got a lot of rain about three weeks ago. And he stopped being housebroken then. He wouldn't go outside uh, through his dog door. And so he's better now, but he's still having more accidents. So I'm trying to get through to him that he really needs to go out the dog door and ignore, I don't know what to do about what, about it when it rains again, but um, I guess ask him what he'd like when it's raining. But he does okay. need to go out. And are you right? typically... Do you are you do you work from home? Are you around when it's raining or uh, or well, if I'm not he's around alone? <clears throat> no, he's a. I'm a. If I'm not around, he's in a crate or his pen where he won't pee. He'll oh, hold it. Okay, so if it's raining and he feels like he needs company, he can go to you and go to the door and you'll walk outside with him. Is that fair enough to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, in fact, I put a patio umbrella by the back door, so it was uh, a dry spot relatively, but it was raining really hard. It didn't stay very dry. Um, mm. So I'm just, uh, and I reward him when he goes outside to pee, and he understands when I want him to go, but sometimes he'll just stop right in the middle of the dog door and pee inside. <laughs> oh, get so out of town. I can't, I can't stop being vigilant with him, you know. Wait, he um, stops in the middle of the dog door and pees? Uh, I'm sorry, say so it again? half of his body is in and half of his body is out? Sometimes, yeah. He just gets a little lazy and I have to just keep... I don't know if that... You know what I'm curious about that? That sounds like a urinary tract infection to me. Well, you know, I don't... I, maybe, but I don't think so because he's never been housebroken in the first place um, completely. Still has accidents now and then. And because the carpet in the room where the dog door is got peed on a lot, and I'll have to pick it up and just get rid of it. Not an expensive one, but he seems very healthy otherwise. I think he's just uh, doesn't... Okay, let me ask him. You may not, with a urinary tract infection, you may not ever notice it. Yeah. It happens all the time. Animals live with a urinary tract infection, but peeing while you're in the middle of a dog door is really unusual. It's uh-huh. very, very unusual. And that reminds me of a dog who's trying to get outside and doesn't make it. But let, yeah. uh, let me ask, because I could be wrong. So let me yeah. ask him. Hold on. Okay. Let's get Virgil. Yeah, Virgil. It's true I don't like to pee outside in the rain. But sometimes my bladder's so full that something pushes on it and I just pee. Virgil, honey, listen, it's really, really gross to go to the bathroom in the house. The worst thing an animal can do is pee in the house or bite someone. So it's really, really, or run away. So, but it's really, really important that whenever you have to go to the bathroom, that you rush outside and you go pee-pee outside. If you need your mom to go with you, you go to your mom and then you go to the door. You go to your mom and then you go to the door. You go to your mom and then you go to the door. You've got to let her know 
If you want company out there, you've got to let her know. But every single dog has to go to the bathroom outside, every good dog, okay, who, who is big like you. They have to go outside to go to the bathroom. It's gross to go in the house. It smells. It's not healthy. It's not smart. You want to be a really smart, good puppy and go only outside. Sometimes I go outside. I don't go inside all the time. Sometimes I have to go so bad I don't make it. Virgil, when you have to go so bad and you don't make it, is it because you're holding in your pee for so long or is it because you just, like, have the feeling in your bladder? I hold it. I don't always go right when I need to. So that makes me feel like you need to go back to puppy training and you need to start taking him out before he asks to go out. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. really important. I cannot stress this enough. If you have an eight-month-old dog and he's not fully housebroken, if you're still saying he's not fully housebroken, you're not doing your job. That Oftentimes that's the owner's fault. Yeah, so, I know. Um, the more, so with housebreaking, right, and puppy training, it's not just for you, but for everybody out there. If you cannot watch your dog 100% while your dog is free in the house, he needs to be in the crate or an X pen. And you put them in an, a smaller pen, um, but never put a pee pad in the pen. Because if you put a pee pad in the pen, you're teaching your dog to go to the bathroom in their own space. The reason why we use X-Pens and, and crates are to teach the dog that they don't go to the bathroom in their own space and they need to go outside away from their space in order to go to the bathroom. So never put a pee pad in an X-Pen. And then, um, or you can have him on a leash or you're watching him 100%. Every time a young dog or any dog goes to the bathroom in the house and you haven't seen it to say no and then outside and bring him outside, if you haven't caught it, You've just trained him it's okay to go to the bathroom in the house. They do not understand when you see them later and you scold them later for going to the bathroom in the house and you see the pee or the poop. All they know is when you're in the house, when you're near the, the pee and you're giving them a grimace face, they're in trouble. They don't get the act of going to the bathroom, which makes them in trouble. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So I would yeah. go back to puppy training with him and making sure, well, it concerns me that he's saying he has a full bladder. So either he's saying that he's saying that he really is holding it in more or um, he may have like a little bit of an infection. And, and then, that, then you just have that sensation of your bladder more. Um, some dogs, like when my Stormy had a urinary tract infection, he drank a lot of water. But then when my other dog, Honey, had a urinary tract infection, she didn't drink barely any water at all. So the drinking of water is not a good judge. Mm. Really, there is no judge, really, except for starting, them starting to have accidents in the house. And you can, you, can you check that at the vet? Do they do a test? Can they test, like, oh, yeah, an infection? Oh, yeah, you can take them in and they'll do a urine analysis. It's a pretty it's yeah. a simple test. Yeah, so yeah. maybe do that too because that might, if if there is something like that going on, then you want to make sure to treat that because that's just going to mm. further exacerbate the, you know, not peeing in the house yeah. thing. Well, I'll watch that. Is is there anything else um, Burge wants to ask or say? Just, I just want to say that I want to go on longer walks. Okay. I know All that. right. <laughs> hey, Virgil. Well, go to the bathroom. Yeah, thanks for calling in. <laughs> yeah, Virgil, go outside. It's gross to go inside the house. Yucky yuck. Yucky yuck. I'm concerned about him with going to the bathroom in the middle of the doggy door. It's either the doggy door was pushing on his bladder or, like, he just couldn't make it. Yeah. Uh, I know that with my old dog, Ventura, who passed, he always tried to go, you know, he tried his best and he would always pee halfway through, but it was because he just had a urinary, you know, problem. Oh, 
he had a urinary problem and he was going in, in between the dog door? Yeah, uh-huh. In the dog yeah, because oh, he so just, just he didn't make it. He just wouldn't make it on, in time. So he would start walking towards the door and peeing all the way, like a trail of pee to the doggy door, through the doggy door, and then on through the other side. Poor baby. It was horrible, and I would just tell him, it's okay, I know you're trying. I know, it's the worst. Wormy was like that, too. Yeah, yeah. It was when he was, you know, on his last years, so... I got used to it. Yeah. yeah. I know. I want her to get him checked. Yeah. Get checked. Get Number one, get your analysis. Number two, get chiropractor. And then uh, make sure to, well, number one, keep taking the dog outside. Try that. And training. <laughs> because you can actually yeah, do that. Training because he's only eight months, so he can never have learned. But he's if he's on his way out, he's getting it. Yeah, he's getting it. He's going to get it. Okay, uh, 6010 is your last four digits. Tell us, who is your animal, um, male, female, how old, Hi. alive, dead? Hi, I'm calling about, I put a picture. It's a guinea pig, a black guinea pig. His name is Dubs. Dubs. Hmm. Where is Look. Dubs? Dubs, Dubs, I think, Dubs. Did you put it a couple of weeks ago? I did email you separately a couple weeks ago, but I just put it on Facebook today also. Oh, okay. Let me look. I'm um, looking. I don't see Dubs. Did you put it in A couple hours ago, our... actually. On the wall. I don't see Dubs oh, today. On the wall. On the wall. Did, you put them on our, did you put them on our wall? Yeah. Okay. I'm not seeing him, but... Do you see him? Uh, two, around 10 a.m. probably. 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Okay, I'm. No, okay. he's not on there. Oh. oh. Oh, maybe. Did you put it on Laura's wall? But maybe that's Laura's? what I did. Oh. Yeah, maybe that's what I did. Okay, that's probably where it's at, Laura. If you want to check that, but um, yeah, for everyone. I so many people. <laughs> I know. The problem with Laura's know, Facebook so is she has too pages. many people. I, I can't go looking on all my Facebook pages. So um, for all of you, make sure that you put it on Pet Psychic Radio's Facebook page. So, okay, so tell me, I don't need a picture. It's okay. We can do it without it. So tell me, um, what do you want to ask him? Um, well, he passed away about three weeks ago. So I just wanted oh. to see how he's doing and if he's going to come back eventually. That kind of stuff. Oh. Okay, and so he's a black guinea pig? Yeah, he's black with a brown stripe on the... Okay, let's get him. He says that he wants you to know that one of the things that he can do in heaven is go around in a ball, but it doesn't, it's not really enclosed. It just gives him the feeling of sort of moving in the ball, but it's not enclosed. Okay. And that it's really bright here. And he says that there's like these, um, barky things to eat. Like, it's almost, it looks like a little bit like bark. Um, I'm not exactly sure what it is, but it looks like uh, like a little bit stringy, but there's something there that he loves that he can eat. Okay. He says that sometimes he curls up with you in your sheets. And that he loves doing that with you. And that his body is feeling really good. And it's like he has, um, it's, um, I know he doesn't actually have a body, but like his essence feels like it feels really good. He okay, says he's not, really, he's not really planning on coming back right now. He says he's enjoying where he is. And I saw him sort of like flop out, you know, with his front sort of out and him flopping on his belly, kind of like a rabbit does. Yeah, he kind of would lay on my lap like that. 
Oh, he would. Oh, how sweet. Yeah. He says he's really happy there. Okay. He said that he snuggled with you in your clothing as he went to heaven. So it's almost like I saw him sort of like in like a sweatshirt curled over or something curled over and he was sort of next to you while he while he like flew to heaven. So he had the experience yeah. of being with you. Were you yeah, with him when he passed my, away? Yeah, he was on my lap and I had him on his shirt. Mm-hmm. Oh, so sweet. So that feeling of being held by you is what he went to heaven with. Okay. He has no fears. And he said to eat flowers, they're good for you. I don't know what that means, but they look like little, like little, I don't want to, they're kind of like rose petals, but I don't know if they're roses. But I don't know why he would be telling you to eat flower petals. <laughs> Did you eat flower? Do you eat flower petals? No, I, I'm almost pretty much a vegan. But I don't eat flowers. Oh, how funny. So what it could be sometimes is, like, I think they're flower petals. But sort of think about, like, what could I mistaken as a flower petal? Like, Oh, I know. Like uh, those, uh, like, on cake. You know how it? they decor- decorate roses on cakes? Oh, maybe. But, like, the sugar? Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it was more. It was looked more like a leaf, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> though, I. <laughs> I just was like, why would you eat roses? Oh, yeah, because they're on cakes. <laughs> so funny. No, Sorry, looked, I didn't. You know, they kind of, kind of look more like maybe like a um like a like a green would look and like a leaf would look. I don't know what it is. But he's telling you to eat them. Did he eat roast petals? No. He ate a lot of... What is that angle? Kale and stuff like that. Rose flavor? What is that? It looks yellow. It looks like a yellow rose leaf. Let me break that. He says it's a good thing that you eat and it gives you energy. You, like, chew on it. I don't know. Maybe it will come to you. Sometimes what happens is they talk about something, and, like, it doesn't make sense right away. And then later on, you're, like, or it could even be weeks later, you're, like, doing something, you're, like, oh, my gosh, that's what sort of looks like a rose petal that I eat. Or sometimes they even, like, see into the future, and you'll be offered something that looks like that. Or, like... Or, like, you'll get a dinner and there'll be rose petals, like, decorations on the plate or something. And then you're like, oh, my God, that's what he was speaking about. And he kind of could see into the future. So just kind of keep it in your mind because he keeps showing it to me. Like, sometimes if, if, like, I'm a little off or something or if it doesn't really mean that much, they'll let it go. But he keeps showing me that it looks like a rose petal. So it means something. Okay. So I just kind of keep it in the back of your mind. Yeah, if yeah, that comes up, you have to call us back because I need to know. Now I'm like, <laughs> I have to find out what this is. <laughs> Very okay, curious. I definitely will. Okay, call yeah, us I back. I know what it is, too. Okay, okay bye. thank you. Bye. I need to know. Sorry, I, I was like, chiming I in. I know, I wonder if it's like some type of garnish or something because I keep seeing it on a plate. Well, you know that, um, you know, there is, you can eat flowers and they do come on dishes at restaurants, um, you know, like wild, uh, wild edibles and all that. Oh, so I maybe wonder she'll what... go to a restaurant and maybe that'll come out on the plate. Yeah. I'm really Little obsessed guy. with like rose tea and rose-flavored ice cream and rose-flavored everything. Oh, you are? 
That's why I was saying, like, oh, Rose, you know, but then you yeah, said maybe then it does have something to do with that, especially since you're vegan, too. I love how you're like, like roses on cakes. <laughs> you know, when they decorate a rose on a cake, that's just the first thing that you came on, came to my mind. Well, maybe, maybe that. I'm trying to imagine things in my brain. I know. I'm trying to be like you. Okay, let's go to our next caller, 2747. Who is your animal? What's their name? And what is your question? Hi, I am Melody, and I am calling about our cat, Lily. She is alive. I posted her picture on um, the Facebook page. Yes, I think Um, I've seen it somewhere. She's a tiger stripe. Mhm. Um, we rescued her in October oh, of yeah. 2012. Um, she was a stray around our house, and the funny thing is, is we don't have a whole lot of strays around us. And this cat, um, contrary to my husband wanting us to take her in, we took her in, and she has really taken to my 10-year-old daughter. She is Aww. extremely, she is extremely protective of her. And it's almost to the point that Hannah is the only one that Lily even likes in the house. <laughs> um, anytime I um, discipline my daughter, I get the evil eye from the cat. And, <laughs> and whenever I pet her, she cleans herself. <laughs> after I pet her. After you pet her? After I pet her, she cleans herself because she doesn't, she doesn't like me. Well, that's how I feel anyway. <laughs> she could just be calming herself after you pet her, like using it as a calming, like communication, like, oh, you know, like trying to, like, groom herself in your presence. I don't could be I'm not sure. <laughs> but I guess I just wanted to find out from Lily why she does what she does in regards to her, you know, being so attached to my daughter, but then not really liking anybody else. <laughs> okay, let's ask her. That's a good one. Lily, honey, did you hear what your mom said? She said an old lady brought her to your daughter. Okay. She said you, you need to give her company. Because she's hearing the whisper of the animals. That my daughter was? Yeah, and that she needed a companion to trust all her secrets to. Okay. That is totally, I totally agree with that. Um, my, my opinion was that Lily was somebody reincarnated because of just how she acted. I've never seen a cat behave the way she does. Mm. Who did you think she was reincarnated as? I, I'm, not, I'm not sure, but she just shows a lot of human attributes. Mm. Well, it's she really sounds awesome. like she was brought down, she was brought to earth on a mission. And so, you know, that, that can show, you know, when they really have a job to do on earth and your jo- job is to help support your daughter. She was saying something else that your daughter sees things. Does your daughter see spirits or colors or anything like that or auras? Or um, yeah, um, yeah, we've had some experiences with that, as a matter of fact, yeah. <laughs> mm. so, um, so Lily is there to help her and to help ground her and to help her feel sort of understood and um, and maybe not to be scared sometimes from it. Okay. That's pretty that's pretty neat. Okay. Um, well, Lily, honey, why do you groom yourself after your mom pets you? Why do you do that? That's kind of weird. Do you think your mom doesn't smell good? You don't want her smell on you? What's that all about? She says she kind of wants to be her own smell. Okay. Okay. So I guess I'll just leave her be. <laughs> She says um, that you can pet her head. Her head? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. And one other thing, if you can tell Lily that um, 
she can't pee in the house. Um, we've been having some issues with her in regards to um, her having, she doesn't have a bladder infection, but the vet says she has something like a neurogenic bladder where she gets stressed out. And so she feels the urge to pee, but I can't, we can't have her peeing in the house. You know what? I would get her adjusted by a chiropractor. Because anxiety can often be when they're out, and that might, you know what she said, that she doesn't want your smell on you? Sometimes uh-huh. when they have some pain, sometimes when they have some pain in the body, smells are really intense, and smells bother them. And also, and she might not know it, because she might have been living with it for so long, but oftentimes when you, with some animals that have pain, and you're petting them, the body will twitch, and then they'll go back and groom. So I'd watch really closely to make sure that her skin isn't, like, twitching when you're petting her. Because if it's mm-hmm. twitching and then she grooms, she's, she definitely has pain. And okay. sometimes they live with pain for so long, they don't know. So I would definitely get her adjusted. And you want to make sure that she's not on Fancy Feast or, or any of the supermarket bark foods, only on high-quality no, foods. She actually won't eat canned food. She turns her nose okay. up at it. So. Yeah, so no, no, none of that, um, none of that junky dry food either. Knowing why, well, is there anything you can buy at the supermarket? You want to make sure it's grain-free, high-quality kibble. Okay. Um, um, uh, but let me tell her to peel. You can, and you, she has a litter box, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, Lily, honey, pee only in the litter box or outside, okay? It's really, really important that if you feel like if you feel like you need to pee, you pee only in the litter box and outside. Did you hear I was telling the other animals that? It's really important. She said she's getting it better. So, okay, you might want to... You might want to have your daughter remind her of these things and to make sure that when your daughter and you talk to her that um, you tell her what you want her to do rather than what you don't want her to do. Right. So pee only outside and pee in your litter box instead of don't pee inside. Because whatever we say to them, we create an image in our mind and a feeling in our body for And so you want to make sure that you create the right image. If we say don't pee in the house, you actually picture them peeing in the house. Right, right, right. You can say, when you pee in the house, I am very upset. When you pee outside or in your litter box, we are very happy. That's okay to say. Okay. Okay. All right, Laura, thanks. Thank Thank you you. so much. Melody, I just wanted to say thanks for – for voting for my band. I saw that you oh. posted that, so thank you. <laughs> sure, no uh, problem. I hope you win. Thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, I, I just really appreciate everyone doing that. So thank you. I just wanted to say thanks. All right, oh, let us know how uh, how she's doing in the future. Call us back. Okay, I will. Thank you. Okay, bye. Uh, so, oh, Laura, also I was going to ask you maybe if you had words for um, – you know, children or, you know, people like Melody's daughter um, who do see colors or, you know, spirits or whatever, like, is there something, you know, like a word of wisdom to kids out there or maybe parents who are dealing with kids like that have these, you know, since you have Yeah, I think, well, I think it's important for the parents to listen to their children. I mean, one of the lucky things that I had when I was growing up with my parents is that my parents never told me I was not talking to the animals or I was not seeing dead people. They never really talked to me about all the things that I was seeing or hearing, but they never said I wasn't doing it. And I, I think that's the most important thing is when you when you're, um, have a child that has these things, just to kind of listen to them, let them tell their stories, and, and um, be careful about telling them that it's just their imagination or or, like, some of the things that I heard throughout my life is you're so sensitive. Where do you come up with these things? And those mm-hmm. things can be putting it out there like there's something wrong with the kid. So it's really important to just kind of listen. One of the most amazing things about psychic children is that they often see what's going on in a way deeper level than adults do. And they know when somebody's lying. 
So if they don't have a good feeling about somebody, it's really important to trust them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what do you say you to know, the nowadays, kids? Nowadays, I think it's a little bit easier because kids than it was when I was growing up because there's there's the internet. You know, we have like the encyclopedia, so we're like looking up at like psychic encyclopedia. <laughs> yeah. You don't learn very much, but now kids can type in like I'm seeing auras or I'm seeing colors around people, and and there's tons of groups out there, and there's tons of information about how for how for them to deal with it. Um, yeah. I mean, there's so much to tell us like a kid, it's not mm-hmm. to get too get to too overwhelmed with it, and to really stay grounded, you know, yeah. to be in nature, to. To do like a martial art really helps psychic kids. Cool. I think a lot of ADD and ADHD is psychic children. You know, mm-hmm. the more people can sort of realize that they're just dealing. All those kids are just dealing with more stimulation than the average kid, and they just need to yeah. learn how to focus, focus the mind. Yeah. Did you have that when you were a kid? Oh yeah, That's totally. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but just because there was so there was so much, you know, it's like it's like you sit in class and you want to listen to the teacher, but the kid next to you has a stomach ache, so you have a stomach ache, or mm. the teacher's grandmother is standing next to her, or you know, <laughs> I could see that how that would be really distracting. Like, it is so distracting. It's so distracting. But, you know, if you learn how to focus, like, I was lucky when I was, like, I think I was 14, 14 or 15 when a psychologist mm-hmm. uh, or a psychiatrist, he was a psychiatrist, actually, taught me how to meditate. And it completely mm-hmm. changed my life because I would meditate in class. I would meditate, you know, just to get myself sort of sort of focused. I'd meditate before exams. I'd meditate before my homework. And it just, like... That alone, I was, he was such a blessing, such a weird yeah. guy, but it was a blessing. <laughs> wow. He had, he had, like, um, his whole room was, like, filled with clocks. So you, like, always knew, like, when the time was of your session was up, because no matter which way that, there That's was, like, kind clocks. of, like, I don't know, that seems a little anxiety-provoking to me. I was a little bit because you could hear them all ticking and everything. And he was like this really short guy, but he was in Greenwich, Connecticut, so he was like a very expensive, well-known psychiatrist, you know. Oh my gosh, that's really funny. funny. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> uh, I really like hearing these stories about you. Maybe we should have a segment where we can ask you a question every every week. I know, and then so he, was, he wrote winners and losers, and he would always talk about how you don't want to be a loser, you just want to be a winner. But in order to be really a winner, old. you have to meditate, so, so I mean, I guess it's so a good old thing. school. It's so old school. <laughs> All right, uh, we have like one minute left, so words of wisdom. Who is it going to be other than you, Laura? Thank you for your words of wisdom today. Oh, well, Makia is here, and she's already okay. my white cat, my white 19-year-old cat. So, right. Mia, honey, what do you want to say for words of wisdom today? She says she thinks it's important to spend time with family. And she thinks it's important to stretch every day. I know sometimes you don't feel like it. But make sure you get out and walk in nature every day because it will make you feel healthier. And so the thing with that is that I have family in town, town, so I've been spending a lot of time with my family. And Makia has diabetes, and she's older, and so she gets that cramping in her legs. But every afternoon she comes for a walk, and she doesn't always feel like it, but she comes and she does her walk with us. All right. And she thinks, She's happy okay. afterwards. Thanks, okay. Kia. Okay, tune in next week to the Pet Psychic, the Pet Psychic radio show. Go to petpsychic.com, thepetpsychic.com. See you next week. Bye. Bye, everyone. Talk to the animals. She can talk to the animals.